Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas. So today's episode is an AFLW preview of the all-important elimination final against Fremantle tomorrow afternoon at 2.10pm. I was joined once again by Loza, who's become a show regular, a special guest star show regular, I should say. And yeah, we discussed our key matchups. Um, yeah, possible uh, scenarios that might happen in the game. Um, I obviously uh, talked about Emma Carney a bit uh, and the possibility of her, if things aren't going well, the possibility of her moving into the midfield. Also, we did a fair bit of discussion of of the AFLW for about the first 10 15 minutes and you know talked a bit a little bit about uh, Chloe Malloy's tweet and how the game is going and yeah obviously yeah with the season starting in uh, August 2022 um, which is quite a short turnaround for the girls it's only about five months away when you think about it which will be here uh, fairly quickly uh, what the ramifications could be with all that so yeah we had a really good discussion about the AFLW game as well so yeah it wasn't just uh, all about the North Fremantle game tomorrow there was yeah that was predominantly the discussion but there was also yeah about AFLW in general anyways I won't hold you up anymore Um, I'll bring on Loza right now all right, so I'm joined here by a special guest star once again, Loza. So, Loza, we're going to do a little bit of an AFL discussion early, and then we'll go uh, to the all-important game tomorrow between North and Fremantle. So, obviously, mm-hmm. it looks like the season's starting for the AFLW in August. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've come out, and there was a tweet sort of saying, oh, yeah, the, the girls are on board. But then uh, Chloe Malloy's come in and tweeted, uh, why don't we wait till uh, 2023 before doing this? Uh, what did you make of all that? Um, it was, oh, hello, how are you, Dean? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I was about, um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was kind of what we expected, wasn't it? That they yeah. can say, oh, the clubs are behind it, but yeah, have yeah. they actually sat down and spoken to the individual players? It doesn't seem so. Um, no. It's just really frustrating. It's yeah. going to make things a lot more difficult. I think, as we, as I said last time, it's, in the long run, I think August is, a good time to start. I think it's mm. certainly better than December, January, what we had this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like, you know, the closer it feels, like the more, the closer it gets to a real season of football, the closer it feels to a full season of football. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just the continued disregard for. The, the athletes and the, the staff as well as individuals, their lives, what they've got going on, um, things like their preparation, how recovery is going to be after this incredibly difficult season. It's going to be super challenging. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is, it's a bit of it is what it is at the moment. It feels like it's inevitable and we're just yeah. going to have to make do. But someone did suggest, you know, maybe – maybe pushing this, bringing this season forward a little, this coming season, mm-hmm. next season, yeah. forward to maybe, say, October, not as far yeah. as August, and yeah. then next year transitioning into August. Yeah. So that it's not a, it's not such a huge yeah. shift in one go. It's a little more staggered. And I think that that seems sensible, more sensible a route. And, yeah. yeah, I guess like last time it's like, oh, I just, you know, want them to talk to the players. 
talk to yeah. them. I don't know if we've had confirmation that the AFLPA have been properly, you know, do, have they been actually approached about this properly? Yeah. We don't know yet. So be interesting to see what happens yeah. in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, just just on that, um, Chloe Malloy sort of, she said uh, 2023, yeah. would you be like, would you be for that? Like, uh, if it did, get, or is that just too long of a wait? Like, it's about it would be about seventeen months by the time twenty twenty three August came around. I mean, it would obviously be a lot easier for you know the the mothers and so forth. You know, careers for some girls as well, and maybe even holidays and and so forth. Most um, of them really, not even just some. Yeah. It's most of them. It's careers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. yeah. Um, is it just too I long really of a wait? Liked, I really liked that Chloe's broke up i really think that we need more of that because if they're going to if the afl continues to just you know go along with these things without properly discussing them with the players then then the players should be able to have a say and i thought that that was really effective that she actually said hey this actually isn't great for us um i do think that 2020 a bit far away so Um, but I don't see how, unless unless it's that that set up, like I said before, um, mm. about you know bringing this next season forward and then pushing the next one August. But yeah, yeah I just don't see them doing it because you know it it'd mess up things like you know for players who are older who are coming to the end of their careers, the contracts would be a real issue as well because. Do you maintain the playing contract for these players? We've still got to work through the CBA as well sometime yeah. before the next season starts. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I don't see it happening, but I I respect her a lot for saying it. And yeah. I can't imagine, you know, I'd say she's not alone in that thinking. Yeah. And no, no, no. it goes she's to not. show that, yeah, consideration needs to be given to how to actually make this work in a way that is fit. Yeah. At least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the good thing about uh, Chloe Malloy, she says what she thinks. She's, um, yeah, she'll, she'll go out there and tweet what she feels like. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of players that would feel the same way as a bit like she does. Obviously, it's been pushed forward, and that's why she's not happy. And a lot of players aren't going to say anything or tweet about it, but Chloe Malloy's not like that. She, I mean, she uh, pretty much came out in the public a few weeks ago against North Melbourne and talked about loyalty, you know, how we pretty much poached, you know, five or six players from Collingwood and, yeah, she was trying to create a bit of a rivalry, but um, I'm glad she's, um, yeah, she, she speaks her mind, so it's it's a good thing and I think she'd be a yeah. pretty good endorsement for the AFLW, like a players association, because I, I think it need, they need their own, like, um, you know, like, you got the the men's like uh, uh, AFL Players mm. Association, but I think the women's need one too. Yeah, the women need one as yeah, well. Because, well yeah, well, if they're if they're going to continue having a joint, uh, you know, men's and women's, then yeah. it needs to be more representation. It needs to be more than just, you know, one player. I don't actually. I shouldn't speak like I don't. I don't know if it is still just one player representing representing. Yeah. You'd think yeah. that they there does need to be more. More input. I don't know that we want to have a completely separate players association for the women because then there's a risk that the AFL kind of might start to put a distance between it. And also the yeah, fact yeah. that yeah, you've got to be you know, a lot of the men's players, you know, previous the previous CBA. I think the best way is to actually get the men, the men's players, to fully understand 
the importance mm. of a good and fair CBA with yeah. the women and work with them on it, which I think um, Louis Birch wrote a great article about it yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, and I think that was, yeah, I think that's the best way to go forward personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, like uh, professional professionalisation as well, you know, girls trying to make a career out of this because at the end of the day, I mean, we talked about this a number of weeks ago that, um, you know, some of these girls are paramedics and have done ACLs, which is, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it threatens their job and they, they don't have an income to, you know, like um, to make a living out of AFLW yet. Yeah, I mean, you're not talking about exorbitant amount of money, but six figures for yeah. players is, is not that hard to ask for. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, yeah, the AFL do make a fair bit of money from, um, you know, gambling revenues and, you know, all that sort of thing. I'm sure they can put some money into, you know, a bit more into we AFLW. Can, we, can, we can spend millions on giant yeah, sexy well, TV screens. I think we can work yeah. towards a living wage for the women's players. Yeah. We, keep, yeah. we do keep talking about professionalisation because that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. see that it's, it's necessary and hopefully others will start to see it soon, the people in the big... Yeah, yeah. The people I, in the uh, the big boardrooms. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm no. Sorry. no. That, little, that little giggle was that I'm what I've got the Collingwood and St Kilda game out of the corner of my eye. And this is <laughs> okay. Uh, multitasking. Completely kicked it out of bounds on the full. And uh, if a women's player had done that, there would be a whole bunch of dudes on Twitter being like, oh, the skills aren't good enough. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if you actually spend five minutes to watch a game, you'll see that, you know, that. They don't kick the ball as far, but geez, they go in just as tough. They're just as courageous, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just as good a product to me. I know it's not all these high-scoring, open sort of games, but you know, I follow soccer. Hasn't and... it changed in in you know the last in the yeah. last five years? Hasn't it grown? And we still yeah. love to see the games for the players that have been there since the start, and we love to see the games for the players that are coming through now who have been playing footy and been able to play footy and follow a, a real pathway mm. over the last five, few years. So there's younger players coming through. Yeah. And it's it's all just comes together to create a product, a product, comes together to create a league that is just, it's it just means so much mm. um, to so many yeah. people. Um, yeah. But it's also just good footy. It's yeah, good yeah. to watch. Yeah, every now and then you have a dud game. But if you uh, put out all the men's games and worked yeah. it out, you know, how many more men's games other than women's in a season? If you yeah. worked it out, it's probably not that much different in terms of, oh, you know, there's always going to be a dud game. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> yeah. Uh, followed North Melbourne the last couple of years and we've put in, uh, you know, a fair, uh, fair uh, bit of our duds as well so i'm trying to look for uh, a better word there but um yeah we've definitely had our <laughs> probably wasn't my moment that wasn't my most eloquent moment was it <laughs> <laughs> no no definitely not i think uh last night is starting to catch up with me a bit so yeah i mean we've certainly put in our fair you know few bad performances and um yeah we've definitely been under scrutiny and you know our most notable was good friday last year we actually got shellacked by about 20 goals and yeah but um yeah i mean you move on pretty quick, whereas the women's game, oh, no, these the bottom six are shit and, and, and so forth, and, yeah, we'll just bag them. And, yeah, I didn't know it's just... an argument, especially when it was that week where it was Gold Coast versus Brisbane, I mm. think it was Gold, or Gold Coast Bulldogs, and it was yeah. such an entertaining game. And it, Yeah, anyway. Yeah, People yeah. Well, we can go on and on with this, I suppose, so... Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it again next week. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, anyways, like the 
home and away season has finished. Um, so, yeah, who do you think would win the AFLW best uh, best player so far? They had the coaches um, award mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and that was won by uh, what's her name, Emily Bates, was it? Or... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was one of the yeah. first uh, AFLW players I followed on Instagram. Don't oh, well, there you go. That. Remember that? Day, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I just, yeah, I, I've been following her for a while now. I really like her game, and yeah, I thought it was really good. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't know. Tough battle, tough battle. There have been some fantastic performances, and the midfield, even just you know, deciding the All Australian midfield this season is going to be uh, bonkers. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's, will be up there. Yeah, yeah, AC sure. There. sure and sure. obviously, Ashradell's gonna gonna feature, mm. I would say. Yeah. And I yeah, know, maybe, we'll get a, yeah. maybe we'll get another tie. Who knows? Oh, one can only hope. And um, yeah, oh look. Uh, well, we're on it. Uh, I, I did send you a direct message last week about Ashradell um, with the emojis, and uh, you never replied. So, yeah, we'll I'll talk about it. <laughs> you ghosted me. So I was the- at a music festival. I didn't yeah, see yeah, yeah. the game. I, um, I was watching Missy Higgins and Kate Miller hide key in a field. Oh, nice. Um, I, I did forget about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You did go to the, yeah. That's right. I yeah, promise. No. It wasn't intentional ghosting. No, no, I don't care. Oh. Like, I didn't take it personally. Trust me, Loz. So, yeah, no, all, all good. But, um, uh, no, but yeah. what a performance. Like 42, so 42 yeah. disposals. Yeah. But also the clearances and the contested and the goal and the, everything. She yeah. she was amazing. What a fantastic yeah. game. Yeah, um, they said it was equivalent to about seventy odd possessions for a men's game or something like that. So, well, yes, yeah. Swamp Swamp Thing, Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter. Yeah, he's like the AFLM Gemma Bastiani. Yeah, um, he tweeted out that Ashradell's forty-two disposals uh, were took sixty-two minutes, and mm. Tom Mitchell's fifty-four, which is the record for the men, yeah. was in one hundred and sixteen minutes. Yeah. So. You know, if we're going by possessions per minute, she's absolutely smashed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she was. She started last quarter on a bench because I know she did have thirty three, and I thought, oh, they're going to put her in cotton wool. Yeah, because I think, you know, let's uh, look forward to next week. But she did come on pretty quickly, and she got uh, she got the last nine touches um, to get to forty two. And uh, there's a big, well, I don't want to say a big roar, but there was a bit of a roar when she got the fortieth. So because I was keeping track on uh, her stats, obviously on my phone, and uh, knew when she got to forty. So a pretty special moment for women's football. So we're just having a lot of those the last couple of weeks, aren't we? We're getting these massive, these fantastic milestones. We you know. Darcy Vessio and the 50 goals and then yeah, Melbourne yeah. being the first team to crack the 100 and, and yeah. Ash Riddell's just coming out and just lighting the disposal count record on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's actually good news. So, yeah, no, it's um, it's all happening. Like, yeah, I mean, when, when you think about it, I, I didn't think, you know, I thought it would take a fair way, like probably quarters to get extended and so forth for someone to get 40 touches. Uh, in the women's mm. game because the games are just so short and they're so contested. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll sure. yeah. Isn't it? No. Isn't it so obvious when the men's footy comes back? The difference in time. I no, sat yeah. there. I sat there at the MCG last night in the first quarter. And <laughs> honestly, it went forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just, 
<laughs> I've gotten so used to the women's game. So my vote is uh, bump the women's up quarters up by two minutes and bring the men's down by two minutes. And I think that'll be a nice, happy medium. Yeah, I don't mind the I don't mind the women's shorter quarters. It feels like a twenty twenty game for me, you know, cricket, where it's a yeah, there's there's yeah, every everything rides very quickly. Like I wouldn't be opposed yeah. to a couple of minutes in the quarter. No, but... no, no, no. We need it. We need a. We need to move away from from the idea that it's a modified version of footy. We need to get yeah. the full eighteen players on the ground and. Yeah, that's what that's what they need to do next. Yeah, they need to get to eighteen, I think. And um, yeah, None, yeah. no twenty twenty. We don't want twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you you want the test cricket? That's where the real stuff is, anyway. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, I, I always say no that anyway. Because, big bash nonsense. Yeah, I always say that anyway because I, I was a boring batsman that just used to block all day. So you know, I, I, <laughs> I didn't have it. I couldn't just the last six I hit. Was uh, six overthrows, I remember. So that was, uh, that was all I got to say. yeah. But um, yeah. Oh well, well that's uh, that's a that's a story for another time. My cricket career, which is pretty appalling. So, <laughs> that's another yeah. podcast. Yeah. Oh look, I don't think I don't think anyone would listen to it. So yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't put you through the misery, Loz. So yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll go. We'll move forward to games tomorrow. There's obviously two of them uh, for the week. Um, how do you see uh, the North versus Fremantle game going? I think Fremantle found a bit of form last week, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so Fremantle have had, obviously, a very eventful couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Losing a whole bunch of players and playing Melbourne. And then last week, getting players back. Uh, hmm. And this week, another huge inclusion, Janelle Cusperson, is going to return. Yeah, I've seen that. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's pretty. That's quite significant. Both Brisbane hmm. and Freo have been without key defensive parts for the season and both have done a pretty good job at uh, covering their their loss. I mean, you know, Katie Luckins and and Janelle Cuthbertson are not replaceable players by any means. So it's been interesting and it will continue to be interesting to see how they adapt and um, Mm -hmm. it does make things a bit more challenging for North as well. Yeah, yeah oh, definitely. I mean, she might be a bit underdone because she hasn't played since round two, I think, Cuthbertson's, but um, definitely a very good player and it's, it's a handy include. You, it, it, like, you, you kind of have to take that risk. You're at that, you know, elimination final oh, yeah. stage, so you have to get your best players in. I did see they had someone missing through COVID, I think, this week, through the COVID protocols. So, I can't remember the name or something like that. So, yeah, but, I mean, that's obviously uh, another story for from their premier who's uh, stuffed them up a bit. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I'll go to, yeah, like, uh, obviously, do you believe they found a bit of form last week or Gold Coast just um, thinking of the end of the season? Because they did, like, I didn't see any of the game. They obviously had a comfortable win. And yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't see any either. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of hard to judge. I watched a few of the highlights before um, yeah. on the website. I mean... It's so hard to tell. The finals just become a different beast. And yeah. I think Frio will be, they will have been thinking about this game, mm. the potential of this game and the potential of facing North again after um, the loss earlier in the season. So I think yeah. no matter what it says, you know, no matter what their performance was last week, as soon as they knew that they were lining up against you guys, I yeah. think it was always going to be. It's going to be a very uh, determined Frio that comes out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big plus for us is it's, is it, it is at Arden Street, 
it was pretty close there for a while. I, I was check, kept uh, refreshing the scores, thinking, "Oh my God, we're going to going to lose a home final uh, to to Frio," and that makes a big difference because we haven't lost the Arden Street since we've been playing there. That's so, right. yeah, so obviously that's a big advantage for us. Um, how do you see? Like, do you do you think that uh, that probably sways the result uh, in North's favour for you personally? Uh, I know yeah. you want me to say yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you say this. No, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing, one thing to remember is that so North and Freo have played each other twice. Yeah. And North has won both. And yes, North has not lost at Arden Street. Yeah. I just don't know. Freo, you know, they've spent a huge chunk of this year in Victoria and they've yeah. Yeah, you know, faced point. a lot of adversity and I don't know. Mm. I have to wait yeah. and see. And it's not it's not the same kind of home ground advantage as what Melbourne gets at Casey. Yeah, because yeah. The, the conditions, you know, the conditions change at Casey like not crazy. Yeah. Um, or even the same thing with Freo, you know, mm. to state. So it's it's a different sort of home ground advantage, and it'll be yeah. interesting to see how it does factor into it and how the crowd factors into it as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, fair points. So I think you've no hit the nail on the head. It, like you sort of said before, it's finals, and and it's a different story. Anything can happen at finals, and uh, yeah, like whether you won every game at Arden Street or not, it doesn't really mean much. When, uh, it's sixteen or sixteen out there at the start of the bounce, and uh, yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, I think there is an advantage not not travelling in a state and playing on your home, yeah. which you're used to, Absolutely. but it's not Absolutely. as much in finals, I think. So, yeah, it's um it's going to be interesting, and I, I feel like Fremantle found a bit of form after having you know. A pretty bad game against uh, Melbourne a couple of weeks ago, where they yeah were missing some key players, which really hurt them. Yeah. So just, just getting back, you know, both Antonios, getting Kiara Bowers back, so she's missed quite a few games between injury and suspension, and she came mm-hmm. in and she only played, she didn't play a whole game, but uh, she had a big impact when she was on, and I think that missing those games will be fueling her to to go out and have a big game. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, and I think um, I, I think that would uh, that would make a big difference to their to their team and their, their chances, obviously. So, yeah, what, I mean, you mentioned Kiara Bowers. Uh, what matchups um, you think are the key? Like, do you think you know, like someone like Riddell and Bowers go head to head, or you know, who goes? To, does anyone go to Jasmine Garner or even an Emma Carney? Do they sort of look at uh, what Melbourne did a couple of weeks ago and put a tag on Emma Carney because they see her as important? Or do you think uh, it's just a head-to-head battle and, yes, see what happens? I think in the midfield, I think in the midfield, it's going to be just head-to-head. I Mm. don't think that there'll be any... No, no targets, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so because both teams, you know, have been pretty good with the inside ball. Um, Mm. I think the matchups more so in North's forward line will probably be telling and the ability to get the ball into those... Adding customers in the end. Being a really good defender in the air means that she'll probably go to um, Randall, and then that leaves Anya Tai to play tall up against Emma King. Anya Tai is not necessarily a tall defender, but she has fulfilled that role a few times, including going to Taylor Harris a few weeks ago. And so that will be interesting. It'll be interesting Mm. to see how um, it works in the forward line. North need to make sure that 
their inside 50s are clean because yeah. otherwise the, the back line of Frio is just going to repel the ball however they wish. So, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've really, that's probably been our weakness really this year. Our entries inside our 50. And even last week, I thought a few of our entries were quite poor as well. And that's going against West Coast. We kind of really need to get those deep entries where you get Emma Kings mm. and Talia Randells. Instead of putting the ball about 40 metres out, where yeah, you know, a Cuthbertson yeah you know, can thrive and intercept. Yeah, you know, we want to get those deep entries where it's about fifteen twenty out on top of the square. Whereas Emma King yeah. ran down, and they'll bring it to ground. Worst case scenario. So yeah, I, I see that as a bit of a key. We kind of need to get those you know deep entries and keep the ball in there as well. Not not uh, let mm-hmm. them run it out where it's where it's probably yeah, one of their strengths as well. Forward fifty pressure will be will be significant. Yeah, you want to be able to provide that. So that's where the smaller forwards and some of the mids, when they move forward, they're going to have to really be on their game in that regard. And and that's another good thing about finals is that the players will go out there and being an elimination, they'll just go in. Um, yeah, I so think we'll see a really. I think we'll see a very high intensity game. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering whether I'm wondering whether it becomes the sort of shutdown game that it was earlier in the season, or whether we get something a little more free flowing in parts. And that'll be so it'll be really interesting to watch from that respect. Yeah, when I think I say, it'll be. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, no, sorry, no, no. Uh, I think it'll be like a hotly contested game. That's what finals usually are. They're usually uh, pretty grinding sort of performances. I don't think it'll be very open, mm-hmm. but I have been wrong sort of before. I'm just thinking like, I don't know, I'll ask you this. You're like, let's say you're a North Melbourne coach and we're down at three-quarter time by, let's say, eight points or something. Do you think it's worth, like we haven't done it, do you think you'd uh, like sort of say, all right, Emma Carney, you've got to go in the middle now instead of just keeping her on the back flank? I don't know. It's interesting it's interesting because I know you raised yeah. that a couple of weeks ago and they they didn't do it. And maybe yeah. that's the situation where it does happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that for North more so, like maybe it's not even focusing on getting the ball, getting the clearance, but, but sort of getting the outside ball. So putting pressure on Frio to create a bit more of the, the outside game and pushing them out wide. Yeah. Whether Carney is able to go in and and assist with that, whether that's, you know, something that she can do. Um, yeah. be interesting to see. Interesting to yeah, see. Yeah. But uh, look, you know, if you're three quarter if it's three quarter time and you're you're two goals down, you know, mm. you do whatever you can do, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking because we haven't tried that. I thought they might have tried against Brisbane when we were getting absolutely smashed mm. in half time. Um, I thought it might yeah. be time to sort of just, you know, throw the magnets around. We didn't really do that. I'm just thinking, uh, like if it's if it's there to win. Like you've got to throw your best players in the midfield sort of thing. So, oh, that's just me. But, um, yeah, obviously they pay coaches to make these decisions. So I thought I'd ask you that, Loz, being the, you know, the, the smart, uh, lovely girl you are. So, you know, oh. yeah, no, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a good game. I'll quickly touch on the other game tomorrow. You expect Brisbane to win? Uh, no, because it's not happening. Oh well, I've missed I something. You, I think I think you were, I think maybe you missed this in getting ready for uh, for going out last night. Um, oh, so okay. Well, no, I haven't heard. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, Collingwood has uh, I think it's seventeen out of thirty players are in isolation, health yeah. and safety protocols. Oh, that's a first for her. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah, yeah, so it's actually been postponed. So you're the only game tomorrow, North and Freo. Um, they've postponed yeah. Collingwood and Brisbane. Yeah. So oh, well. when and where it does happen, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it might be midweek. 
See how we go. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to think though. So, yeah, well, yeah, this is a uh, riveting podcasting uh, research for myself. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, I, I, oh, I think it might be a midweek game, maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday. I, well, if they've got a seven-day isolation, it might be next weekend. So, I'm not too. Uh, yeah, I'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure what's yeah. going on with that now because it'll push the other games, like the prelim yeah, game. Yeah, well, that's it. And then how long, because you're two teams that have made the prelim, you don't want to give them more than the two weeks because it mm. almost becomes too long a break. Yeah, Some yeah. Some teams tend to find having even just the week is too much, the extra week is too much of a break. So it's definitely, definitely another little, you know, COVID curveball for, yeah. for everyone in the AFL and AFLW. Good fun. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, definitely done. Everyone's, you know, safe and healthy. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. As long as everyone's uh, healthy at the end of the day and they get through it pretty quickly, and that's that's the main thing. So, yeah, we'll uh, see what happens. All right, well, I'll go back to the North Melbourne Fremantle game now. Since uh, yeah, I've, I've missed that news, and uh, you've given me the latest gossip with that, so that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's your final prediction anyway for the North Fremantle game? Final prediction. Uh, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Freo. I'm gonna tip Freo, and oh, that sunk me, huh? Uh, but but <laughs> hang on, hang on. Every time I've tipped on this, it's gone the other way. Uh, not necessarily. You tip right. Brisbane, no one. So <laughs> yeah, oh. no. Nah. Oh. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I just I just have a feeling that um, Kiara Bowers is just gonna come out and uh, tear it up. And to be honest, I I just think that they've got. Um, they're going to have that contested play. That pressure game is just going to be a bit much for North at the moment. Um, yeah, fair enough. Which is a shame because I think that North, once they've got a few more, few little things here and there, little tinkerings, mm. um, I think this would be a bigger contest. I don't know. But that being said, I don't think it's going to be like a smashing or anything. I think, I think it's going to be really close. And if North can turn it into the shutdown game like they did earlier in the season, then yeah. they're in for a really good chance. But yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things went away when we played them early in the season. They were coming off like short, uh, short breaks. I think they had like four games in sixteen days. So that, and I think they looked like a tight performance from um, Fremantle like that day um, against us in Tassie. So, yeah, I mean, mm. I think now they're a bit more refreshed. They've obviously got through the worst of the COVID period. You'd hope, anyway. So unless there's any last minute. Um, yeah, players that get it, but uh, they should all be in Melbourne by now, and they should uh, all avoid it. So, yeah, it should be um, it should be a really good game, and um, yeah, definitely uh, get down and watch it uh, for all North supporters or even Fremantle supporters to get down and watch it. It'll be a, a very good game, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get over the line. But uh, like you said, anything can happen in finals. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be it will be. I think it'll be a great game. I know yeah, I love yeah, finals. I'm excited for us to get to finals. I actually would have gone to the game myself, except that I'm on a hen's weekend day tomorrow. Oh. So oh, nice. I'm going to go two weeks in a row without being watch the, able to watch the footy live, which is a bit disappointing. Oh, uh, I'll, be in a, I'll be in a winery um, checking my phone. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, enjoying the, yeah, nice uh, wines in the, I'm going to guess the Yarra Valley or up that way. Yeah, so. in the Yarra yeah. Valley, having some chocolates and some cheese, I think. That'll be, that'll yeah. be me, more so than the wine, but, you know. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, it's uh, it's a good weekend. So. 
Yeah, you set yourself up. So, no, very good. Yeah, anyways, Loz, I think I'll uh, end it there after you pick Fremantle, but no, no, all good. Um, <laughs> and she never returned. No, 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 I'll get you back on, so don't worry. Oh, no, I'm still waiting for Daria Bannister to kick five, so that'll happen one day. Yeah, oh, let's hope so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> hopefully it's tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I've got uh, a bit of, yeah, I think uh, with a tightly contested game, hopefully she can get on the end of a couple, which would be, yeah, very handy. So we'll see how we go. Well, anyways, Loz, it's been a pleasure once again. Uh, you enjoy your uh, cheese and uh, chocolates tomorrow. And uh, I'm sure I'll speak to you very soon. Thanks so much, Dean. Um, good luck tomorrow. So thanks to Loza for coming on the show and giving us an AFLW preview of the North versus Fremantle game tomorrow. I really enjoy uh, getting her on each week, the special guest star, as she likes to refer herself to. So I feel like I learn a lot about the AFLW game and I know how passionate she is about it and I, I really... And she does have an in-depth knowledge of uh, all the teams. So, yeah... Um, yeah, I feel like I'm learning a lot more uh, talking to yeah someone that's uh, so passionate about the game. Anyways, that's it for this episode. I will release another episode tonight. Uh, this is an interview for the AFL men's game with uh, former player Troy Makepeace. We did an AFL men's preview um, of the game coming up on Sunday. We talked about a few things and a few players. And, yeah, it was really good to get him on a show and get that uh, ex-player's perspective on the game. So, yeah, look out for that one. That will be out soon. Um, and that's it for this show. Uh, I hope you all have a lovely weekend. Hopefully North uh, North Melbourne Football Club can get a couple wins this week. So, yeah, that will be fantastic if that could uh, happen and uh, really top off a weekend. And you can go into Monday uh, through work and uh, have a bit of a uh, zest in your step, I suppose, uh, I should say. Anyways, I will. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe um, to the show. Um, yeah, because I, I was at a wedding yesterday and I did talk to a North supporter who who I uh, referred the show to and never heard of it. So, yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, I'm trying to get the show out to as many North supporters as I can. And, yeah, hopefully I can uh, get more listeners as the season goes on and really uh, build up an audience. And, um, yeah, I do this for you guys. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great journey the last six months and I'm really enjoying it and I, I love doing it. So, yeah, and I've got to know a lot more North supporters and, um, yeah, and, and also people like Loza as well and uh, supporters from other teams, which has been really good. Anyways, that's it for today's show. Yeah, like I said, don't forget to like, subscribe, um, retweet, do what you can to help out the show. I really appreciate it. Um, and like I said, there'll be another show soon. Anyways, that's it for this one. Uh, I will leave a shout-out to Darren Ogier. Bye for now.